Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. Now, let us look at our diagram. Now, this is the diagram that we have been looking at. We have been looking at the story of the whole Bible, and we are back in the beginning. Now, the stage has been set. Now, we are going, as it were, to the chapter 2 of our message. I'm not necessarily talking about the chapter according to Genesis. I'm talking about the chapter according to our story. So we set the stage. We said that the kingdom of God has been inaugurated. God has put his man, God has put his woman in the temple, in the temple garden in Eden. And this relationship between the sovereign God and his creature between God and human is a relationship that is based upon covenant. And the question is, is there anything that can possibly go wrong? So we are moving on to chapter two of our story. Now there's a spoiler alert here. Unfortunately, as we go on in this new chapter, we will see that there is something very, very dark coming. We are going to be confronted with that question of the origin of evil. And that is what we are going to see in this next chapter of our message. But before we look into the narrative of what happened, this unthinkable disobedience of Adam and Eve, we are going to go and look first at some key factors about the garden of Eden that will provide a context for us of this narrative of the fall. So there's still some basic facts. There's still some basic knowledge that we need to have about the Garden of Eden that provide for us a context for the next stage of our story. I mean, obviously, inevitably, we are going to go back to one or two of the things that we have mentioned before. Now, let us read Genesis chapter 2. And we're going to read a couple of scripture from Genesis chapter 2. So come with me to Genesis chapter 2. We are first of all going to read verses 7 to 9. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is planted that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now we're going to continue verse 10. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four hairs. The name of the first is Pison, that is, it which compasses the whole of the land of Havilah, where there was gold, and the gold of that land is good, and there is is Bedillium and the Ornstone. And the name of the second river is Gihon. The same is that is it that compassed the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Edikel. That is it which goeth towards the sea east of Assyria. And the fourth is Euphrates. Let's keep going. Verses 15 to 17 now. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. 
And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat freely, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Praise the Lord. First, there was Eden. We are in Eden. We are in Eden and the garden in Eden. As we have seen, Eden is the place where God put his man. But let's look at some factors a little bit deeper that will lay a foundation for us for the next stage of our teaching. So Eden was often used in the Bible in plural form. And we've seen that Eden means delight. Eden was a place of pleasure. It was an environment of happiness. And we've looked at the, the garden also. The word that is used for the garden in the Bible means an enclosure. An enclosure, a garden, an enclosure. Before the fall, the whole world was like a garden. Before the fall, the whole world was as a garden. And Eden was, the Eden garden was separated and distinguished from the rest. So I'll say that again. Before the fall, the whole world was like a garden, but the garden, Eden, garden was separated and distinguished from the rest. So this word garden means an enclosure. The Greek word that is used for garden there is paradeisis, which means an enclosed piece of ground or a park-like enclosure. So the word that is used that is translated for us garden in our English in the Greek word is Paradeisus, which is an enclosed piece of ground, a park-like enclosure. So if we look at the old world, when God created the world, kind of like a garden, because we have trees and we have waters, we have all this going on. But Eden, in the garden in Eden was distinguished. The garden in Eden was separated from the rest. And that word that is used, that we translated into English of garden, actually means an enclosed piece of ground, a park like enclosure. Now, the Latin of that Greek word is paradisum, paradisum. And that is the origin of our Christian word, obviously, paradise. So Eden was paradise. Eden was a place of delight. Eden was a place of happiness. Eden was a place of abundance. Eden was a place of joy. That was the place that God put his man when God created him. Eden was sacred. Eden was separated plot of ground, fenced off from the rest of the earth, fenced off from the rest of Eden. So we have garden in Eden, and then we have the whole world. So Eden, Eden was sacred. It was a separate plot of ground. And we saw that in Eden, Eden was planted with trees and with herbs that were choicer kind, most fit for food, and more beautiful and blossoming than anywhere else. Eden was unique. Eden was separated. Eden was sacred. And what we see, where we've read, praise the Lord, is that so in Eden, there, was, there were trees. Eden was full of trees. And this tree talks about abundance. This tree talks about God's care, God's love, God's provision. Hallelujah. Also, there was a river. You know, we read it. There was a river. There was a river. The 
The Bible says that there was a river, and this river then divided into four. Now, in the east, there is no fertility except by water. So Eden was a place of productivity. Eden was a place of multiplicity. Eden was a place of harvest. Eden was a place of fertility. In the east, there was no fertility except by water. And the Bible says that this river divided into four stream. Now, the, the symbol, the number four in the Bible is very, very important. In the Bible, the number four symbolizes fullness, completion, perfection. So Eden was a place of fullness. Eden was a place of completion. Eden was a place of perfection. I want you to see this picture of Eden. There were trees there. There was a river there. And understand that in the Bible, waters can represent the Holy Spirit. Remember what we said? In the East, there is no fertility without water. Even especially in the East, because of the weather of those places. So we've seen Eden, a place of delight. We see the garden, an enclosed, sacred, separate piece of land. And in that garden, God provided for his man. There were trees. There was a river that then divided into four. And the Bible also says that there were precious metals. There were precious metals. So we see that there are no riches of any sort that was lacking in Eden. There were precious metals. The Bible mentioned two of them in particular. The Bible talked about beryllium. Bedillion. Bedillion was a sweet smelling racing like mire. It was a rare expensive perfume. And then the Bible talks about oils. Oils was a precious stone. And the Bible talks about gold. Obviously, you know about gold, a precious metal. So in Eden, remember the Bible says God planted this garden and God put his man there. Eden, a place of delight, a place of God's abundance, a place of God's provisions. You have trees of various beauty. We have trees of various caliber there. And we have the river that divided into four. And we have precious metal. And all these actually give us a picture. I, I want us to see this picture of the place that God put his man when God planted or when God, you know, created his man in the first place. So I want us to see as we read this portion of the scripture, God was and he still is a gardener. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine God as a gardener? Hallelujah. But that is what we see here in this scripture. The Bible says the Lord God planted. Or when you read the original scripture, it actually the sense is and the Lord had planted. This was something the Lord did before he created Adam and Eve. And the Lord has planted. We are looking here as God, at God as a gardener. And the Lord had planted. When was this done? On the third day, we saw that God created the trees yielding fruit. Was that when God planted this garden? Most likely, but we were simply not told. But one thing we know is that, number one, before Adam and Eve were created, God had planted this garden. God has prepared for them. The garden was not planted after Adam and Eve were created. God planted this garden before they were created. Then the second thing I want you to know is that God planted it. God planted it. <laughs> Hallelujah. This was something that, that God did 
intentionally. But God planted the garden and God did it before his man and before his woman were created. And Eden, this garden in Eden is the garden of God. The garden of God. And God put his man in his garden. The garden in Eden is the garden of God. Let's read Isaiah chapter 51 verse 3. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all our waste places. And he will make our wilderness like Eden. And a desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Wow, wow, wow. Praise the Lord. Can you see here, reading through Isaiah chapter 51, verse 3, obviously this was in another context, but here it described to us Eden. You call it the garden of the Lord. That is what I want you to see here. Eden is a garden. Eden is a garden that is planted of the Lord. Eden is a garden that is full of delight, that is full of happiness, that is full of riches and abundance. Eden was the garden of the Lord. And this Isaiah chapter 51 verse 3 tells us that in that garden there was joy, there was gladness, there was thanksgiving, there was rejoicing, there was melody. Now this is Eden. This is the garden of God. Now compare that with what the Lord and Paul told us in the New Testament. That just the same way that God pre- prepare a garden, a sumptuous garden for his people in the beginning. In the same way, God is preparing a house. God is preparing an enclosure, an enclosure for his people even in the end of time. Let us read John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. The Lord Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Praise the Lord. Let's read John 51. We read it in King James first. The Lord Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. When you look at the Israel version, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is is the gardener <laughs> and my father is the gardener let's read paul in first corinthians chapter 3 verse 9 the amplified bible paul said for we are fellow workmen joint promoters laborers together with wit and for god you are god's garden you are god's vineyard and field under cultivation you are god's building what i want you to see there is that the bible says you are god's garden Praise, praise the Lord. I mean, this scripture that we read here tells us that just like God created this man in the beginning and intentionally put him, put her, put them in the garden, the same way the Lord Jesus said, I am going to prepare. God prepared a garden. God planted a garden. God prepared a home. God planted a home for his man, for his woman. The same way the Lord Jesus Christ said, I am preparing a place for you. It's a temple that where I am, there you will be also. A place of communion, a place of fellowship, a place of melody, a place of joy, a place of happiness, a place of 
has given. And the Lord Jesus said, I am preparing a place and I will come and I will put you there that where I am, there you may be also. And in John chapter 15, the Lord Jesus confirmed that his father is a gardener. He said, my father is the gardener. And Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 also confirmed that. He said, you are God's garden. And we need to understand, the Bible says that the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the glory of the former house. The, the Eden <laughs> the last Eden, you know, will even be greater in glory. The trees and the rivers and the precious metals of this second garden, of this last garden, of this last Eden, of this house that the Lord Jesus said is preparing for us. The Bible says that the glory of this last garden of this last house will be greater than the former. Let's read a little bit of that before we close tonight. Revelation chapter 22, we read verses 1 to 5. Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 to 5. And he showed me a pure river of waters of life. Notice that clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the lamp in the midst of the tree of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life which bear twelve manner of fruit and yielded a fruit every month and the trees of the and the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nation and there shall be no more curses but the throne of God <laughs> and of the Lamb shall be in it and his servants shall serve him and they shall see his face and his name shall be in their forehead and there shall be no night hmm, there and there shall be no candle neither light of the sun for the Lord God give the, give them light and they shall reign forever and ever. Revelation chapter 21 verses, verses 10. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. And a light was like unto what a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear and crystal. Now let's jump down. We're not reading the whole of 10 to 21. Let's read verse 18. And the building of the wall of it was as jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glasses. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stone. Let's jump down to verse 21. And the twelve gates, and the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several, every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of city was pure gold. And it was transparent as glasses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now what I want you to see there is the glory of the second Eden. The glory of the last Eden. This is the house that God is building. You can see the trees. You can see the rivers. You can see the precious matter. That is why I read this extended portion of the scripture. I'm not going to comment on all part of it. We see the pure rivers. We see the trees. And finally, we see the pure matters, the gold, the jasper, the oil. We see all this, all this precious matter. The same way that God pay, you know, attention to details in the Garden of Eden where he put his man. God is paying the same attention details to where he's going to put his people, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. I am excited. Are you ready? Are you excited? Are you expectant? And if you are listening to me today and you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to do it and you need to do it now because it is 
you cannot enter this kingdom. You cannot be part of this of this Eden unless you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because there will be no sin there. The blood of Jesus will cleanse you from all sin. So today we have looked at some key factors about the Garden of Eden. And what we have seen will lay the context for the narrative of the fall. You can see how glorious this is. This is what makes it even sadder, heartbreaking, what happened is. But we want to see what God prepared and did for his man and the woman in the beginning and what God is preparing for those that love him. So if you are not born again, bow down your head, invite Jesus into your life. Admit that you are a sinner, okay? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? And invite him to save you, and he will. And then he will be your Lord and God and walk the rest of this earth with you. And when this is all over, you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.